and welcome to episode number 152 of the Lions Podcast. My name is Matt Brown, joined each and every week by me. It is a solo pod this week. No, Brett, of course, Brad and Brett will both be back at the end of the week whenever we break down the final two games before the Super Bowl. And that's uh, where we're going to start right now. Let's kick things off with the NFL. Looking back at this past week in the divisional round real quick before we look ahead to the conference championship. We had the Rams and the Packers and guys, this was, this was pretty straightforward. I mean, if you listen to our breakdown of this game, it was, was there going to be enough offensive firepower from the Rams to be able to keep pace with what the Packers were certainly going to be able to produce? Um, The answer was no. That being said, Jared Goff didn't play terribly. I mean, that, this, that game was certainly not on Jared Goff, the Packers win 32 to 18. They cover the six and a half or the seven, depending on where you got it. So easy cover if you had the Packers side of everything there. Aaron Rodgers, 23 of 36 for 296 and two touchdowns. Aaron Jones goes for 99 yards on the ground. Jamal Williams tacks on another 65 and A.J. Dillon another 27. All in all, rush for 188 yards, and that's what they did in this game was just come out and run the ball right at the heart of this Rams defense. And here's the thing. When I say right at the heart of this defense, it was not the same defense because Aaron Donald clearly, clearly injured in this game and not playing at 100%, despite the fact that he was not listed on the injury report, which, you know, some shenanigans going on there for sure. But... Um, this is one of the things we said on the preview. If you guys, again, if you're, if you're want to watch this, you can watch all of our stuff over at the YouTube channel as well. YouTube.com slash play But you know, Aaron Donald misses a whole half of a game. That the Rams have to win. And then somehow he's miraculously without any pain. Somehow he's miraculously not listed on the injury report. It was just shenanigans done by the Rams. He didn't play um, about half the snaps in this game. And he was just not effective. Aaron Rodgers not sacked a single time in this game. If you give Aaron Rodgers all day to throw, it's bad news. It's going to be bad news for you. And that's exactly what we had go on in this game. The Packers roll, Cruz move on to the NFC Championship game. It does make you wonder a little bit about that choice of theirs to draft Jordan Love, a guy that hadn't even, isn't even the backup quarterback for this team. He's been inactive. And you have Devontae Adams. Now, don't get me wrong. He catches nine of 10 targets. Doesn't get to his receiving prop, actually. He's 66 yards. Doesn't get to the 75 and a half. But really, you just start to look and you're like, man, they had a secondary receiver. Alan Lazard drops a sure touchdown. This game would have been even worse. And you're going down. It's Robert Tunyon. Marquez Valdez, Scantling, Equinemia, St. Brown. I mean, that's who's that's who Aaron Rodgers has to go to, you know, outside of Devontae Adams. If they had used that first round pick on on one of these wide receivers that has really stepped in and made a difference on one of these teams. You do wonder if this this team would just be completely unstoppable. But that said, 13 and 3 on the regular season, moving on. We'll play the game at home against against the Tampa Bay Bucks, and we'll just go ahead and skip ahead. We'll stay within the conference here. 
Tampa Bay Bucks get it done against the New Orleans Saints. They win 30 to 20. Drew Brees, 19 of 34 for 134 yards and three interceptions. Did not throw a single ball downfield 20 yards or more. And that is what this all really boils down to is Drew Brees is done. Everybody knows he's been done. He doesn't have the physical strength anymore to get it done in the NFL. When the defense does not have to worry at all about you throwing the ball downfield, they don't have to worry at all about getting beat deep. It makes playing defense in the NFL infinitely easier. And that's exactly what happened for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Now, there was a critical, critical moment in this game. The Saints were up and driving. Jared Cook catches the ball over the middle, fumbles, recovered by Devin White, and it was Donnie ball game after that. Tampa Bay just completely used that. And, you know, again, along with what I was saying about no deep threat whatsoever, and it was all Tampa Bay from that moment on. Brady didn't have a great game. Listen, this Saints defense stepped up and played really good as well. He's 18 of 33 for 199. But, man, it was, it was rough to watch Drew Brees out there struggling as bad as he did. You look and you wonder about the Saints team future and what you're actually going to get out of this team moving forward because uh, Drew Brees is going to retire. They're incredibly over the salary cap. You know, do they have what it takes to actually get it done without Drew Brees on the, on the roster? I mean, do they have to just tear this thing completely down? Michael Thomas does not have a catch in this game. Four targets, no catches, no yards. Do they have what it takes, or is this time to just tear this thing apart and try and rebuild? Leonard Fournette, even though his statistics weren't really popping off the page here, 63 rush yards at only 3.7 yards per attempt, he really was kind of the MVP for the Bucs in that game. I mean, if you really watch, you know, he was able to get the, the key first downs, catching balls out of the backfield, making sure he got to the sticks. And, and really and truly, yeah, it, was, it, was, it was kind of Lenny in this game. Mike Evans, one catch. Antonio Brown, one catch. Rob Gronkowski, one catch. But Leonard Fournette, five catches. And it was, uh, they were big catches as well. Moving the chains. The Bucks defense played awesome. And they move on. What we're looking at right now is that being the, the first game on Sunday. Bucks at the Packers. Three, three and a half right now in favor of the Packers. You can catch three and a half at the Bucks at, FanDuel, at, uh, at DraftKings. You can catch three and a half at BetMGM. If you want three on the Packers, FanDuel points bet. 51, 51 and a half, and 50 and a half are all available on the totals. On the AFC side of things, and just to give you an idea of, and you know, it doesn't do you any good if the number's not available, I took the Bucks at four. So there was a four available. 
no longer available. I took the Bucks at four. Um, I think they match up pretty well with this Packers team. With the way this defense is playing right now, uh, I do believe that the Bucks are going to keep this thing close. I do believe the Bucks are going to be able to move the ball, and I do believe that this defense is going to be able to give Aaron Rodgers a little bit of trouble. So, uh, did take the Bucks at four. It's not available right now. Of course, we'll break it down towards the end of the week. Three and a half is still available. Not a huge amount of difference in three and a half and four. So, I mean, a little bit, of course, but, but not a huge difference. Of course, the big difference being between three and a half and three. Three and two and a half. So, um, you know, I kind of like the Bucks here. I do kind of like the Bucks to keep it to keep it close, if not win the thing outright. So, um, that's where I am sitting early in the week. Of course, we'll, again, we'll have a full breakdown, a full preview of this later in the week as well. On the AFC side of things, the first game up was Baltimore and Buffalo. Buffalo gets it done 17-3. to Lamar Jackson gets knocked out with a concussion. Tyler Huntley has to come in. Uh, it didn't really matter. The, the Ravens were doing nothing as it was anyway. So it's not like this, this thing of where like, oh, Lamar went out and that's the reason they lost. They were getting nothing done whatsoever as it was anyway. Josh Allen, 23 of 37 for 206, a touchdown. Not a great game for him either. By his standards anyway. His passing prop was way up at, you know, close to 300 yards in this one. So he was nearly 100 yards off of that. They only ran the ball for 32 yards in this game. They didn't run an actual traditional running play until well into the second quarter. The wind was much worse than we predicted, and it certainly affected Josh Allen. I imagine it affected Lamar Jackson as well, and it, played, it definitely played havoc in this game. Both kickers, very, very accurate all year long, missed kicks all over the place. It was just... Uh, not a great performance all around. It was one of those things, though, we were talking about this in the preview of how the Bills, it looks like they're terrible against the run, and it's more of a ruse. They, they, they trick you into running the ball, and eventually it will fail, and you get in these third and long situations, and they're really good against the pass. And it worked. And it worked against this Baltimore team. Baltimore only puts up three points on the board. Buffalo moves on. They will not have a home game, however, in this game because, as did the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, it was close. Another, of course, you're not living under a rock here. You know, Patrick Mahomes left the game with a concussion. Chad Henney comes in. Chad Henney throws a horrible interception. Arm punts the ball down the field. It was his first pass of over 30 air yards since 2014. But all in all, Chad Henney finishes six of eight for 66 yards. More importantly, a massively huge 13-yard scramble to get the Chiefs to a fourth and one, which they go for to end the game in regulation. They convert ball game. I am firmly in the the camp of if they do not get, if Chad Henney does not pick up 13, if he only picks up 12, they probably don't go for it on fourth and two. Definitely don't go for it on fourth and three. 
if he doesn't get every single one of those 13 yards, I think Cleveland was going to win that game. They were moving the ball. It was just, it was really weird that they only ended up with 17 points in this game. Baker Mayfield might have played his best game that I've seen him play in a long time. I mean, really, really clutch passes, really, really accurate, made some really good decisions, avoided bad decisions. But, you know, there's always these plays that you go and you look back at. Richard Higgins goes to extend the ball across the goal line. The worst rule in all of sports. Definitely the worst rule in in the NFL. But I consider it to be the worst rule in all sports. Rears its ugly head. Richard Higgins gets nailed, fumbles the ball. And instead of going out at the one-yard line where they would have gotten the ball in the one, it goes out through the end zone. And we know how that goes. It becomes a touchback and the other team gets the ball on the 20-yard line. They've got to do something about this rule. It's not this isn't sports talk radio, so I'm not going to sit here and completely rant on this forever. But just the worst rule in all sports, horrible for this Browns team, and again, just a complete game changer by every stretch that you you look at this game. Daryl Williams did well on the ground, 13 carries, 78 yards for him filling in. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was not able to go in this game. But if you kind of look, I think everybody thought that Cleveland was going to be able to just run wild on Kansas City, and they really just weren't able to do that, and specifically weren't able to do it at the times where they really needed to do it and wanted to do it. But end of the day, uh, Tyreek Hill does his thing, 8 for 110, Travis Kelsey, 8 for 109. And that's what this team is all about, right? Those two guys. Will Patrick Mahomes be available for the AFC Championship game? The line currently sits right now as Kansas City Chiefs as three-point favorites across the board. DraftKings fan dual points bet, bet him Jim. William Hill. Three points across the board. This thing opened in some spots as Bills as one-point favorites. It immediately shoots all the way, all the way to Kansas City to three and a half where I took the bills. If you're going to give me three and a half on the bills where we didn't know at the time, and again, this is all happening on Sunday, where we didn't know at the time whether Patrick Mahomes was going to play or not. If you're giving me three and a hook on the bills, I'll take it all day long. Um, word out of the, out of, uh, you know, the, the Patrick Mahomes camp, the chiefs camp was that he cleared one of the steps in the concussion protocol, he is still in the concussion protocol as of Tuesday, whenever I'm recording this. But, you know, that's obviously a good step for them to get Patrick Mahomes back. Total at 53, 53 and a half, depending on where you get it. But I was not, listen, it's a concussion. It's not up to Patrick Mahomes. It's not up to the Chiefs. It's up to the NFL. So when this thing ran all the way to three and a half, where it was not known whether Patrick Mahomes was going to play or not, I'm going to take that and put it in the account every time. And if it ends up being Chad Henney, this number is going to rocket the other way. If it's Patrick Mahomes, I don't hate having three and a hook in the account as it is anyway. You know, so um, a little bit of gambling on my part, rolling the dice a little bit, but I, uh, I'm okay with that. Bills three and a half is in the account. We'll adjust later in the week if we have to, whenever things get solidified a little bit more. 
But as we sit right now, hard to handicap this game, not knowing who's going who's gonna to play quarterback for the Chiefs. Don't know if you know or not that Patrick Mahomes guy is really good. Kind of a different, pretty, pretty, pretty much a difference between him and Chad Henney is, uh, I don't know, the Grand Canyon. Like the length of the Rio Grande. I, I don't know. I mean, like, let's just put all of the the hyperbole in here that you can. But I mean, seriously, that's that's the difference between these two guys. So it is a it is a huge, huge, huge downgrade. People think he's going to play. Like I said, this line moved four and a half points as soon as it opened. So off we go. We shall see. We will be watching. But we sit at three right now in favor of the Chiefs, 53, 53 and a half. Bill's offense is going to be able to move the ball in the Chiefs defense. That is going to happen. So haven't been shut down in a long, long time. I mean, since way back, basically the first time these teams played. So, by the way, but all of these teams have played. The the Bucks thrashed the Packers earlier, way early in the season, and then the, the Chiefs beat the Bills early in the season. If you go back and look at the box scores, all four games were like the were the quarterbacks' worst games of the year. I mean, all both games were the four quarterbacks' worst game of the year. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes all put up pedestrian numbers. Not pedestrian for them, pedestrian for anyone in the NFL. So very strange. I don't draw really much of this anyway. This was back in week six. These teams have morphed completely. Of course, the Bucks have have been, you know, in, in a complete transformation from being awesome week six to going into this big midseason funk to coming back to to peaking towards the end of the season. So I mean they're a different team. Added Antonio Brown. Packers had Bakhtiari back then. They don't have him now. The Bills, Josh Allen has just completely has just gotten better every single game this entire season. And, and they've changed philosophies essentially as well. And then the Chiefs. Don't even have to tell you. May or may not be with Patrick Mahomes in this game. So I'm uh, I'm skeptical as to looking back at those games and trying to draw any conclusions. You're going to have a lot of people doing that all all week as we lead into that. That's not going to be me. Some uh, big news in the sports betting world. And that comes down that Michigan is going live on Friday. Welcome, Michigan, to the legal sports betting landscape. Nine different operators will be going live on Friday. Barstool Sportsbook, BetMGM, BetRivers, DraftKings, FanDuel, Golden Nugget, Twin Spires, which is, you probably probably know Churchill Downs, that is their brand, William Hill, and WinBet. All will be going live on Friday in Michigan in time for you to get in bets for the NFC Championship and the AFC Championship games. Of course, if you want to sign up at any of these books, you're going to head over to the lines as it is. You're going to go to the top. It says U.S. Sports Betting. Go under that tab and you will find Michigan Sports Betting. Click on Michigan Sports Betting and go in and go ahead and sign up for your very best deal that you're going to get at any of those sports books I just listed. So welcome, Michigan, to the party again Friday. You'll have a chance to get in on football this weekend and more importantly, the Super Bowl. NBA team futures. I um I'm looking at these and you know the big movement here. 
the giant movement here is what it comes down to is, is the big trade. And we know about the big trade and that is James Harden going to the nets. And with that, that moved the nets massively. Well, you know, listen, they were already up there, right? I mean, they had Kyrie Irving and, and Kevin Durant, but what it did do is move them all the way to three to one to win the NBA championship. And so we take a look falls from about six or seven to one, seven and a half to one, depending on the book you were looking at all the way to three to one with the addition of James Harden. Of course, Kyrie Irving has been doing whatever he's been doing. I mean, he will eventually be back on this team. My advice is very simple. You can't take three to one on the nets. You just can't do it. One, you don't know if this, you don't know how this is going to work out. Listen, I tend to believe that superstars find a way to figure it out, but at three to one, you're not going to get that much worse odds as the season progresses anyway. I mean, you can't get that much lower than three to one to win the championship as it is. So if you do like the nets, I would just hope that they, you know, go on a three game skid or something, four games skid that there's, you know, turmoil floated a little bit or something along the way. There is like a stretch in that schedule where they go on this West coast swing where they're gone for a long time. You know, they're hanging out on the West coast playing a whole bunch of games that maybe things could go South and maybe you get a little bit better than three to one, but you're not going to get that much worse than three to one. So again, I would just hold off. You might as well just do that a little bit later. Um, Lakers two and a half to one. Nets three to one, Clippers six to one, Bucks six to one. And then we get to the, you know, longer shot odds there. Sixers 16 to one, Celtics 18 to one, Heat 18 to one, Nuggets 20 to one. And that's where, you know, we kind of get from there. Mavericks 22 to one, if you're interested in those guys. But the, you know, Harden moving course was going to move the line, but falling all the way to three to one, you just can't bet that right now. So hold on to your money. Like I said, you'll get a a snapshot of what this team is can do. And you're not going to get worse odds. If you like the the nets as it is anyway, you're not going to get that much worse. And if anything, you might get a little bit better depending on how things play out. So don't go in that direction. UFC 257 is this weekend. Of course, the big big main event is the return of Conor McGregor. He's going up against Dustin Poirier. If you're looking right now over at DraftKings, McGregor minus 305, Poirier plus 250. If you're looking at BetMGM, it is actually McGregor minus 275 plus 225 on Poirier. So again, if you want Poirier, you're heading to DraftKings. If you want Connor, you're over at uh, BetMGM. If you listen to everybody, you know, as focused as ever and the best shape of his life, yada, yada, yada. Listen, this is what everybody says about every fighter ever whenever they're, you know, coming back from a long layoff. What do we hear every single time guys go to spring training in baseball or, you know, they're starting up, you know, they're starting up OTAs in the NFL, whatever it might be. It's just it's the best as ever guys ever looked. He's in the best shape of his life. I talked to this guy and he said this and. Never had an offseason like this one and, you know, whatever. Never had a better training camp when we're talking about fighters. I mean, no one ever gets interviewed and says, like, yeah, this is the worst training camp I ever had. It was horrible. I'm probably going to go in there and get knocked out. 
Like no one's going to say that doesn't happen. So, you know, just don't believe into the, don't, don't buy into all the hype that is going to be going around trying to sell this fight. And that's what this is. I mean, it's a pay-per-view fight. They're trying to sell the fight. So just don't fall for that. Whenever you go into this, if you really like Connor, that's fine. Don't buy into it. Cause you think he's in the best shape of his life. Cause guess what? So is Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier is in the best shape of his life and all that. You know, I think there's a tiny bit of value on Poirier at plus 250. I'd like to see the number grow, and it might. It's Connor throughout the course of the week. Typically, the way you play these hugely popular guys, if you want the underdog, you just wait until the end. You just wait until right before the fight. Because every casual fan is betting on, you know, Connor McGregor. You're not getting casual fans betting on Dustin Poirier. So, um, you know, the only thing we could get though, is if this number does get big enough, then people just won't want to lay it on Conor McGregor. And then you start seeing it move against you if you want post on Poirier. So just kind of pay attention to how this number starts to look come Friday and see how it starts to move or whatever, because typically Conor just draws all the money because it's Conor. I like to play, you know, most of the time I like to play these, uh, these main events and I like to bet the favorites, right? Because the underdog money comes in people, casual bettors like to bet a little to win a lot, but it changes when it's a dude like Connor and it's just different when it's a dude like Connor. And so it typically doesn't work out that way in a Connor fight and specifically Connor. So something to, to really pay attention to as this, uh, as this week progresses and how we want to go about that. But if this line gets, you know, up higher on Poirier, I'm going to take, you know, I'm going to take a shot here. Does he win the fight one out of three times? You know, probably. So if we get into that territory, then you'll see me on Poirier. We have NFL futures, and I'm not talking about futures like a little bit in front of us here. I'm talking about 2022 Super Bowl futures already. The Westgate here in town and Westgate Superbook here in Vegas already put out 2022 futures for the Super Bowl. Kansas City Chiefs at 6 to 1, Packers 10 to 1, Bills 10 to 1, Ravens 12 to 1. This is the one that's crazy. It's the Saints at 12 to 1. That's nuts. Saints are going to get ripped apart. 12 to 1 is absurd on the Saints. Bucks 12 to 1, 49ers 16 to 1, Seahawks 16 to 1, Dolphins 20 to 1, Cowboys 20 to 1, Rams 20 to 1. Steelers 25 to 1, Chargers 30 to 1, Browns 30 to 1, Titans 30 to 1, Cardinals 30 to 1, Colts 30 to 1. Everybody else, you know, huge long shots after that. The one that interests me a little bit is the Steelers because, you know, I think they're going to be without Ben Roethlisberger. They, they have to be, right? I mean, Ben Roethlisberger looked terrible. And if they get a competent quarterback in there, that could still be a very scary and dangerous team, that Pittsburgh Steelers team. They just got to have a quarterback. They got to have someone that can, that can consistently produce. That's not Ben Roethlisberger. Another fairly interesting team, I think, on that list is just the Cowboys strictly because if you look at 20 to 1, you know, do they get Dak back or do they make a, a, a different move at quarterback, whatever it might be? But just because of how weak that division is, right? their path to just getting into the tournament is so easy. 
so much easier, I should say, than a lot of these other teams. And so a lot of this just becomes down to, yeah, you might not be in love with the Cowboys per se, but you just look at their path to getting in the tournament, right? I mean, we've seen weird things happen once team get in the, teams get in the playoffs. Hell, the Browns were pretty close to beating the Chiefs outright last week. So mainly just getting there is so huge. And we're talking about the NFC East. So that one's also a little bit interesting to me as well. We'll, uh, we'll update you on those odds, you know, as they come out for DraftKings and FanDuel and, you know, MGM, PointsBet, et cetera, et cetera, whenever they come out with these. But just interesting that Westgate came out with those already. Um, but, you know, don't bet the Saints. That's a horrible number at 12 to 1. I'm interested slightly in the Cowboys and the Steelers, strictly because of the things I just said. One path to getting into the tournament for the Cowboys. And then, again, you know, the upgrade at the quarterback position for the Steelers is fairly interesting to me as well. Got to be the end of the road for Roethlisberger. Hopefully. If he has any dignity, if he has any pride, he will go ahead and hang him up. Finally, guys, um, look, golf season is back. Want to do a little bit of like promotion stuff that we're doing here. Um, I'm going to put up a video on the YouTube channel. Again, YouTube slash play picks. Just golf betting kind of 101 for 2021. Things like that. If you're, if you're not really used to betting golf, if you want to get involved, I'll put in, you know, all the different ways you can bet some tips and things like that. Of course, over on the YouTube channel as well. It is something I am, you know, really, really proud of and really excited about over there. We're putting up NBA videos, all the days where there's big slates, you know, I mean, any of these days where there's hardly any, where there's hardly any games going on. We're not then at that point going to, to put up anything, but you know, outside of, you know, whenever there's seven plus six, seven plus games, whatever, Nate and Josh are just doing an awesome job breaking down the daily slate, giving you the news that you need to know as you're, as you're, you know, watching out for the injury situations and things like that. And the COVID situations and, and back to backs and rest and all that stuff. They're just giving you a great primer every day. It's done really quickly. It's like 10, 12 minutes long every day. And they give you some picks and some thoughts and even some DFS stuff. If you're into that as well along the way. So really great quick hitter, and uh, just go subscribe to the channel, YouTube, backslash play picks. Hit the subscribe button so every time that it goes live, you'll get a little notification and you can uh, be in the know on these days of big basketball slates as to uh, how you want to approach that day as well. Of course, if you want to follow the lines on Twitter, it is at the lines US. You can still follow Brett and Brad, even though they're not around for this thing. It's at Brett Colson, it's at Brad Allen NFL. If you want to follow me, at Matt Brown M2. And of course, subscribe, rate, and review to this podcast and head over to YouTube and subscribe for us over there as well. We'll be back for a full breakdown of the AFC and NFC championship games. They should be awesome games, awesome matchups. And, you know, I am really rooting for Patrick Mahomes to play in this game because I want to see the Chiefs at their best against the Bills at their best. And uh, it is just an uh, on paper. These two games are, are, are really awesome. Looking forward to these things a ton. So uh, we'll see you guys back here on Friday.